0: Hello, I'm Scott Sockman. I'm
1: Evan Noby Williams. And
2: I'm Michael Barr, and you're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And there's but a lot of But you forgot what we about. do on this show for a second. Well, no. We I explore the forget. big money issues. Uh, that's that's the whole point of the show, man. It, uh, um, You know what? It's, Steve it's,
0: Phelps, president of NASCAR, later in the week. That's right. I enjoyed that chat.
2: Yes. People, uh, people are going to like that. That I'm that. You don't need to be a
0: NASCAR that. fan to enjoy that chat.
2: That's right. You you don't have to like peanut butter and jelly to enjoy this sandwich, man. This is good. Okay. Yes. That was good. I like. I thought it was clever. Yes. What are we we talking about today? Uh, Let's start uh, changes in baseball because uh, with the Daytona 500 coming up, it also means that pitchers and catchers for a number of teams have already happened.
0: Yeah, they got to practice banging on that garbage can early. Got to to get in there early. You didn't think I was going to do that so fast. Novi Williams, you're in that younger demographic that they're trying to get all these changes. What, what's uh, Rob Manfred up to?
1: Yeah, so there's discussion. It sounds like of changes that would happen for the 2022 season, uh, in which the number of playoff teams would expand from 10 to 14. Uh, that means four wild cards from e- to three division winners, and then four wild cards from each from each league. Uh, and then, kind of in a reality TV show twist, two-hour uh, special. Yeah, some, the, the teams who are who are better situated would be able to pick their opponent out of kind of the pool of of clues available. Which is something that my friends and I have talked about for for years. I think that you know people who listen to the show often know that I I feel like sports need more rivalries, need more trash talk, need more bulletin board material. What better than you know being the team that beats the, the the best team in baseball when they chose you specifically to to play because they thought you were the worst team available? Uh, I think that's an interesting idea. I understand the criticism, and there's a lot of criticism out there which we should get into. I understand the criticism that that it may be adding a you know a, a reality. Team TV show element to it um, but I think it's interesting and you know it shows that baseball is you know, at least thinking outside the box they're getting criticized for a, being staved everybody stale. makes fun that their Without audience question.
0: is old you've got to look into new things and remember when they added the wild card the, the purest second wild card. Yeah, yeah. oh man oh did everybody rail again oh this is terrible they're ruining the game and then it's like you know well, one it becomes they, no big deal, and then everybody likes the it.
2: They the mound; people were losing their minds.
0: Yeah, so change does not come easily for some, but one must applaud whether this is the specific avenue they they pursue. They need to do something if you're if you're losing younger fans. And I keep going back to, and I always use my son as sort of that you know single focused uh, group. There, he doesn't watch NFL football. However. He knows all the players and the teams because he's playing Madden. His friends all played Madden. Now he wants to do fantasy. And he doesn't even watch the game. But they've got him in the in the world now. He's in the ecosystem. That's what sports have to figure out how to do. How to get these kids to touch their game in some way.
1: Yeah, and there's another... That's obviously part of it. The other part of this is that this probably makes their media rights more valuable, right? More, having, more stuff, more ha- teams, more games. More postseason, more yep. games. Also... Having more teams, that, kind of the beauty of that second wild card is that it just opened the aperture of the teams late in the season that were able to get in there. Right? Opened
0: the aperture for our <laughs> photography the, buffs uh, out there. but might whatever. not be the right nice. terminology. That was nice.
1: But it, it made more fan bases later in the season still thinking, oh, we have a chance to making shot. the playoffs. We have a shot. Expanding from 10 to 14 obviously makes that an even wider group of people. Does this affect the the the, the trend we've seen across all sports and baseball, not alone, uh, in tanking in the idea that a lot of teams start the season thinking, well, this is not our year, so... We're gonna do some things that that maybe you know harm the short term in 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 favor of the long term. I wonder if maybe this is also baseball saying, look, we have a problem with teams that are not spending because they know heading into the season that they're not gonna beat the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Dodgers. Uh, so wait, aren't the Red Sox sellers now? Aren't they small market, <laughs> low revenue sellers? Fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do wonder if this also maybe solves a, a, one of the bigger problems I think baseball has right now. In that you know there seems to be every season this wide gap you know between the teams that actually think they can win games and the teams that don't, and, and fan bases for the teams that don't uh, have, are growing increasingly upset at the way those teams are handling their business.
0: I'd love to see it into the year, But remember, Barr, uh, the Dodgers would like to play X in the first round, uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, the Yankees are like, we'd like to play Tampa or whatever. I mean, that, that's some fun stuff.
2: That is probably going to come down to the Dodgers and Yankees. It, by the way, now that they have Mookie Betts and David Price also, that... Pfft. <laughs> they're they're going. I to me, they're going over. Well, the let me spill some secret sauce here. Again,
0: if I was an owner of a team, you don't have to sell winning the championship. To have a an engaged fan base, and owners probably won't like this out there. What you need to sell is the notion of the ability to compete for a championship. Just keep your fan base thinking. Well, even, if, let's just say you stay close and ultimately you miss the playoffs by two, three, four, five games, whatever it is. You sold the notion that, yeah, we can do it. We can compete. They stay involved. You don't have to actually win. But your fan base has to believe you have somewhat of a shot to compete for winning,
1: yeah, the question is is that that's more expensive? Than Then winning ten percent of your games and yes. maybe getting the first draft pick in in, in yeah. the next whatever, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there there are certainly owners out there who who agree with you, and I think there are certainly owners out there who think. No, Just give me the revenue yeah, share. And I don't, don't want to finish happy. one out of the wild card. I want to finish dead last. I want to spend no money on players. I want to get a good draft pick and 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 look at what the, two years from now looks like. Um, I do feel like we are. Um, I know leagues make changes all the time, but NBA is thinking about pretty drastic changes to its postseason, including that in-season postseason tournament. Um, Major League Baseball thinking this way. NFL, NHL has made some changes. MLS just got rid of, you know, the the conference setup for its playoffs. Um, it does feel like we're at this point now where obviously media is driving these conversations, but teams are looking to be increasingly innovative about restructuring some of the the, the longest standing traditions and setups for their for their postseason. I'm going to
0: leave this up to you, Novi Williams. But do you want to point our audience to a certain player's Twitter feed where he was? Sort of responding to what all these possible changes and taking shots at the commission. Yeah, so
1: so Trevor Bauer, okay, who's, a, who's it a pitcher with the <laughs> with the Cincinnati Reds, uh, put out a six or seven minute video, kind of gut reaction to these things. Uh, he makes actually, I, I think some some pretty interesting points about you know one of his big gripes on on this change. If you finish the season as the best team in baseball it sounds like you have a 6 day layoff before you play again so if your starting pitcher pitched 4 days before the end of the season you know you're asking him to sit 10 days before he starts again that sounds like something that, that no baseball team and no starting pitcher wants to do um, so that's certainly something baseball will need to think about he also has you know objections to the way the baseball distributes its media and you know there are a lot of fans out there that can't watch their home team play baseball because of contract disputes or the way that the media is distributed. Um, Baseball also, you know, according to him is a bit more restrictive on the way highlights can be used by anybody on social media, right? Something that the NBA, for example, has not done. Uh, So, you know, Trevor Bauer is a lightning rod for, for, for criticism and, and and debate. Um, But, you know, I, I I recommend people listen to the video. It's not, you know, I don't agree with everything he's saying. I don't think anyone in baseball does. Uh, But, you know, if you want to see a player's gut reaction to some of these changes in the way that they may be received inside the locker room, I think it's worth six minutes of your time.
2: Let's talk about NBA and the teams. And Forbes has put out the valuations for all the teams out there. Who's number one,
0: guys? Well, I'm going to give you one guess bar. Who's number one on the NBA valuations
2: list? I'm going to go for the uh, New York Knicks.
0: Oh, the number one media market team, yes. Obviously, an inverse relationship to uh, championships and winning and value. Um, Again, secret sauce. You don't have to win. Yeah. You you, you don't have to win. It helps some of these other teams. You know, the the winning did help. But the Knicks, by virtue of being in in the market, uh, owning the network, owning the building, they generate good revenue, <laughs> and uh, if you're a shareholder for MSG, are you unhappy with the job Jim Dolan is doing? You know, fans are chanting "sell the team." I don't know if shareholders are doing the same thing. They might be pretty happy.
2: Well, there might be a, a little bit of a temperament with Mr. Dolan, but I, I don't see him selling anything at no. all. I mean, there's too much coin in that.
1: It's wild how much these valuations are going up. Right? And some of, by the some way, the, of these and, teams... and the NBA
0: is far outpacing other leagues but yeah, to I say see, they all grow but the, the NBA is far outpacing the others I
1: see four how many four
0: billion, how many four billion dollar teams we have now three
1: three four yeah. billion dollar teams I see they four are, teams you gotta
0: just say who the three Knicks, Lakers, Lakers and, and, Warriors. and Warriors I don't yeah. think those will surprise people right.
1: I see four teams here that had a 20% or more valuation bump in the last year alone. name them name them uh, the Golden State Warriors up twenty three percent. The Raptors, champions, up twenty five percent. Winning, Sixers twenty one percent. Process now. And over then the Char- Charlotte Hornets for uh, <laughs> for a good draft um, uh, up twenty percent. And then you know more than half the rest of the league is up at double digits. I mean, it, it's wild how how much these valuations. And and we should talk about you know maybe more for a longer and- conversation later, but. NBA ratings are not particularly good right now. Right. I think there are some... You can look at some numbers and and, 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 and be a little concerned about the NBA's popularity uh, right now, especially, you know, regular season. But... Valuations are a metric that is not is not waffling. I always care about yeah up.
0: postseason, but give me the bottom two there. Look at the bottom two. You got the Grizzlies. And your least valuable,
1: your Pelicans and your Grizzlies, one point well, three billion each.
0: Now I've got John Morant and Zion Williamson. I'm very curious with yeah. the sizzle that those two have brought those franchises. I'm curious to see if they can overtake who, who's like what that right Minnesota, Minnesota right above them. 1. Yeah, very 7. curious to see if yeah. those are the bottom two again next year.
2: I'm a, I'm just curious. Where are the Detroit Pistons?
1: Pretty low, one point four five. They're five from the bottom. Oh, one point four five billion. Platinum equity. Well, yeah,
2: I, see, I, uh, and then yeah, there's the been problem with that. They just traded Andre Drummond, uh, so now you've got a bunch of young guys. I'm out not
0: sure there. that's a problem. You yeah. traded Andre. Drummond, yeah, they've
1: got else. a yeah. new arena, which you know, while yeah. it might not be full, is I'm sure a bigger revenue driver than, yes. than where they were playing before. Um, but yeah, again, the, the the numbers to me are you know startlingly large. How how quickly these things are growing year. I spoke over year. to
0: one sports banker. And I asked him, what, what team would you buy? If, and all the, if you could like go get a team, you know what he said, Barr? Right. He said the Red Wings.
2: Because of brand, because of market. Because That's true. Of, he said, I'd yeah. go the Red Wings. I could see that. Yeah, Yeah, because <laughs> you have the Little Caesars connection. Yeah. There's so many connections there. I can and
1: see the that. team is not good right now. Yes. Good. Which means you may, maybe get a little bit of a discount.
2: <laughs> uh, moving on. EPL direct-to-consumer. What's up? Yeah,
0: we hear about OTT direct to consumer, but it seems as if the brass at the English Premier League has said that this is coming. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Next couple of years, that there could be a direct to consumer offering. And man, I mean, there are battles going on in the EPL between sort of those top teams and whether it's six, seven, eight of them, whatever, and the rest. And the top want a greater share of the international broadcast revenue. You talk, you hear about super leagues. I mean, if Chelsea, Man City, Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, if they can go direct-to-consumer and, I, I mean, live games, who knows, but let's see what's going to be there. Um, certainly an interesting monetization vehicle for the EPL.
1: Yeah, the during the last round of negotiations... EPL's domestic, so in the UK, their TV rights went down. Went down, yeah. Uh, I believe if I did the conversion right there from pounds to dollars, $2.2 billion a year to around $1.98 billion a year, I'm sure that decrease, you know, p- poked some ears up and made people wonder, oh, okay, are we doing this media thing yeah, right? It did globally. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, g- global, you know, around $11.7 billion over the next three years, which is not nothing. Um, but, you know, again, as we talk about a lot, Going OTT is one of those things that sounds really great. In principle, you're cutting out the middleman. You, you you own your own media properties. But given where the technology is, given where most of your fans are in terms of adopting that technology, given the lag for things like social viewing and sports betting, um I think there's a reason why it sounded like they wanted to debut this thing in Singapore and then scrapped it for an extended TV deal in Singapore. I'm just not sure if we are are fully there yet. So, you know, this product doesn't exist. We don't know exactly how they're planning to unroll it, in what countries, domestically, globally, or in specific places. Um, But I don't think this is not a replacement by any means to that that couple billion dollar drop.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to ask, I mean, and forgive me for the well-duh question, but as old man bars like, okay, I, I, yes, I get it. Viewership on the, on the regular TV, that has gone down. But people are still watching sports in general, whether it's on your smartphone or whether it's on your, your iPad or whatever. People are still watching and getting the stream. It,
0: it is Rupert Murdoch's entire philosophy behind New Fox. Dump the movie studio. Dump some of the, uh, the RSNs. It's, it's news and it's sports and events. But it's live. It's about live. And live is the driver of the appointment television viewing, and nothing out there has been able to replicate
2: it. No, I agree. You have been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. We're here for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking about some of the biggest sports issues. I'm Michael Barr, and you can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm Scott Soschnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soschnick.
1: And I'm Evan Novi williams at Novi underscore Williams. Join us again later in the week. We're speaking with Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, heading into the Daytona 500.
2: Mm-hmm. You're listening mm-hmm. to the Bloomberg mm-hmm. Business of Sports mm-hmm. podcast, and you can get the show wherever you get your podcast. Per room,